0: Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Litecoin Underground Podcast. This week was a really cool week. We got Charlie Lee, the creator of Litecoin, came into one of our Twitter spaces, gave us about an hour of his time, and really was gracious to cover a whole bunch of topics, answer some of the questions from the community, and uh, it's always nice to have him in. I mean, when we have questions about the technical stuff, a lot of times we're kind of guessing at it, so it's nice to have him in. And he's obviously the one who knows what he's talking about. So we talked a little bit about merge mining with Dogecoin, which was interesting. Uh, Mimblewimble, Wimble, extension blocks, uh, fungibility, privacy, and even touched a little bit on what happened in El Salvador when he went down there with a couple guys from the Litecoin Foundation. As always, this episode is brought to you by Cake Wallet, the official wallet of the Litecoin Underground. Cake Wallet's a free, open-source wallet non-custodial for Litecoin, Bitcoin, and Monero. What's really cool about it, you can buy Litecoin right in the app and you can swap Litecoin, Bitcoin, and Monero with other cryptocurrencies right from your wallet. There's no limits on it. You don't have to give a bunch of private information up to do all that. So go to cakewallet.com or download the app in the app store or wherever it is you go, Google Play Store, whatever it is, (laughs) and uh, support those guys. They support us. Enjoy the show. All right. Well, I can't just leave Charlie on hold. What's up, Charlie? Thanks for thanks for coming in.
1: Hey guys. Uh, nothing much going on these days, right? <laughs> yeah. Charlie. Just, you know, just,
2: just war. <laughs> I hear you're playing in a big poker tournament
1: tomorrow. I am. I'm actually flying to Vegas tomorrow to play in the StormX, uh poker bowl tournament with a bunch of crypto people and.
0: Influencers and even poker pearls
2: getting back on the horse. Well done. Yeah,
0: what do you normally play if you go and you're just going to play casually? Do you like tournaments or do you like playing cash tables or what? I prefer tournaments, but it's hard to find tournaments, right? So I, I do play cash when I go.
3: Getting Is- very zesty, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, do you? Because I know, like, because I have a buddy out in Vegas, and you know, obviously they have their common, their little, like, small tournaments all the time. Um, Is there anywhere to play online anymore? I don't even know.
1: There are quite a few like uh, crypto poker sites. I actually haven't played much online these days, so I I don't know what's the most more popular ones. But I know there are quite a few. I
0: always felt like it was uh, I was going to get. You know, there had to be some game, some BS going on, right? there's enough computers in the world and fake identities that people can just <laughs> game the table in a way, if you're all decentralized, you know, if you're all, all anonymous, so to speak. Um, I mean,
1: the way to game the table is you have, if you play more than one hand, right. If you have, if you log in at multiple players on the same table, that's like a huge advantage if you do that.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can count, basically know what's, what's available, what, I don't know. I'm not a huge expert. I play, I had a stretch where I played a lot, but I'm sure you would smoke me. (laughs) I'm a pretty, pretty straightforward player and you could probably bluff me. Um, so, Hey, uh, how long, you, you got some time to hang out? Uh, yeah. Well, you got, you were nice enough. I'm sure you, I hope you remember me from a couple weeks ago doing that interview, but I didn't get into a whole bunch that time. Um, I've always, there's a topic we've always had a tough time with in these rooms and it's understanding merge mining. And I always said, if you came in here, I'd bring it up. So I'm keeping to my word with everybody else in this room. (laughs) What, how, how does that work essentially? Like is, how does Litecoins, how is Litecoin uh, mining securing the Dogecoin network? Just, I guess, can you give like a basic explanation and then maybe I'll have more questions?
1: Yeah, well, the simplest explanation is that miners are mining um, both at the same time, right? So if they find a block, so the blocks can be submitted submitted to both uh, networks, like the difficulty, right? They find a block under a certain difficulty um, if it works for Litecoin, then they can submit to Litecoin network. If it works for Dogecoin, they can submit to Dogecoin network. So they don't have to. Um, they can kind of use the same work towards both mining both networks at the same time.
0: But like, so if you win a Litecoin block, you don't. You're not awarded both blocks. You're uh, not awarded both Litecoin and Dogecoin simultaneously, right? You could be. You could be.
1: Right, so the, the the work that you do could could pat could be good enough for a block and also good enough for a Litecoin block. So I mean, in like if you compare it to like physical mining, it's the same idea that you're mining for gold and silver at the same time, right?
0: I mean, you like, could be, but it's highly unlikely.
1: Yeah. So it, it will be two different things that you're mining at the same time. Right? <laughs> if you mine silver, you also mine some other materials that is a byproduct of mining silver. So it's kind of like the
0: similar idea. So the, those guesses, all those hashes that are going out, yeah, you might inadvertently you you land on a Dogecoin block. Oh, because you're because it's every one minute, right? So you're you might inadvertently get that while you're chasing the Litecoin block because you're making the same guess on both networks at the same time.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it, um, if your guess is good enough for either network you can you can submit it to either network or both
0: gotcha okay so what does that do for the future of both these chains i mean is it equally beneficial does it really like if dogecoin we've talked about this dogecoin were to go to proof of stake for some bizarre reason and they abandon the proof of work chain does that make any real difference to litecoin does it mean hash power might go down because the reward goes down it depends right
1: so if dogecoin does a hard fork to proof of stake people miners that are mining dogecoin right now right now may decide to not support the proof of stake fork so they'll continue to mine the proof of work dogecoin fork and if people give that value Then it's valuable, then they will earn those rewards, those valuable rewards. So it all depends on what people think or what people consider
0: valuable, right? So I I, I kind of tend to believe that'll.
1: Yeah. Who who
0: wants new Dogecoin? Everybody wants the original, right? Yeah. So it's kind
1: of like the Ethereum Ethereum Classic split, right? Ethereum Classic was the old um, chain, and Ethereum is a new chain. So people value Ethereum more than Ethereum Classic. So the value of, eth is more than etc so it all depends but there will be there will likely be a hard fork and both fork will likely survive that's my opinion
0: right if if they do it do you get the sense that that is going to happen if you had I, I a proof idea. of stake or no i
1: have no idea i don't see the need for them to do it because merge mining has worked out really well for them right um, it's all if they really want to Kind of jump on the proof of stake bandwagon. I don't. I don't really see a need for that.
0: Yeah, it's almost like they're getting free security, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, some people think of it that way, but for me, it's it's kind of like both networks are paying for a sec- combined security to secure both networks. So it's kind of sharing the cost of securing both at the same time, right? So some people like to say that Dogecoin is not energy. Um, It doesn't waste energy because you they get the security for free, but that's not really how people should look at it. It's kind of like Dogecoin and Litecoin are splitting the cost. So a Dogecoin transaction is not more green than a Litecoin transaction.
0: Right, they're the same. Yeah. Yeah, and so, I mean, you think, because I, I think I've, I don't know if I said this to you when, you when I did get to talk to you before, do you think that, do you think long-term, the whole, the inflationary aspect of Doge is a big benefit to Litecoin miners. If it's, let's say, let's assume that Doge remains relevant and, you know, in the neighborhood. It's an interesting
1: experiment that this is something I've thought about, like way back when I first introduced merge mining to the Dogecoin community. Um, Because Dogecoin is not like Litecoin in terms of it having, um, perpetual inflation, it's its a different experiment, right? So, and in, in now Dogecoin and Litecoin are tied together. So let's say like hundred years down the road, Litecoin block rewards keeps having until it's minuscule and um, the, the uh, security might not be enough, but because it's merged mine with Dogecoin where Dogecoin is c- con- continuously giving out rewards, Maybe in the 100 years, Dogecoin is actually what is going to be protecting Litecoin um, from 51% tax, which would be pretty
0: awesome to think about. Hey, you know, you you hedge your bets in a way, right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Anybody else got questions on this? I got other things I want to, if you don't mind me uh, semi-interviewing you. uh, Anybody else want to know about MergeMai? I know why Litecoin, you've had questions. and. Anybody else yeah. hey, out there? I guess
4: I could ask one question about merge mining. So I was always sort of confused. Like, say you don't have all of the people who are mining Litecoin, mining Dogecoin, and then for whatever reason these chains like are competitive in some way, so you get like collusion from, you know, the majority Litecoin miners to censor the, the smaller chain. Is that something that is possible, or vice versa?
1: Um I guess it's possible, but at the same possibility of Litecoin miners censoring the Litecoin chain. Right. So, th- I mean, you're calling them Litecoin miners, but in the end, they're script miners. They're just mining script coins, right? So right now, Dogecoin is actually paying out more rewards than Litecoin. So you can even call them Dogecoin miners that are also getting Litecoin for free. So they're not really... Miners are profit-driven, so they're mining script coins. So there's no reason for them to attack either chain, because both chains are giving them rewards.
4: I gotcha. Yeah, that that makes sense. I guess I was thinking of it more in terms of like if it was sort of a hundred to one ratio. I I understand. Yeah, profit incentives would probably deter that for sure. But I, I was just thinking like Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin. Yeah, the same thing. I mean, that could have happened, but it doesn't.
0: Yeah, I wondered. I mean, I guess what is there a change that needs to happen? Like, what what needs to happen for, let's say, Bitcoin Cash decided, like, hey, we're getting crushed here. This isn't working out for us. We'd rather be merge mined. Can they just choose to do that? Do the miners have to proactively make a decision? How does that How does that work? They would choose to do that by doing a hard fork to support merge mining. And
1: once they support merge mining, miners and pools can can merge mine both coins, but they have to. The pools have to make a change to also merge mine Bitcoin Cash, for example, at the same time as Bitcoin. And given the current kind of valuation of Bitcoin Cash versus versus Bitcoin, it's going to make very little difference in terms of their mining profitability.
0: Right. Do you get the sense that that's been more of a it's just such a is there so much bad blood that those two communities will never (laughs) ever want to uh, join
1: I should have merged mine like a few years ago if they really wanted to do that I don't think it'll ever happen
0: yeah just for that pure reason right just the animosity Uh, I'm trying to bring somebody up I can't Jerry Jerry COVID that's an unfortunate name Jerry gosh imagine being named COVID with all this going on (laughs) What's up, man? Go ahead. Just unmute yourself. All right. I I don't know. He came up. All right. I'm trying to bring people in. Uh, uh, I guess we'll try Rouge. Now, you've done some of these spaces, right, Charlie? you know, I'm just I, I I take random people, so sometimes we get some characters. I just want you to be aware. You know. Oh, Miss Miss Teen, you got a question? Go ahead.
3: Yeah, I just wanted to ask like Charlie's opinion on you know like paper wallets and things like that, and like yeah, like what are your thoughts on paper wallets, and do you think like they're underrated?
1: Yeah, we us talk about ballet. I think ballet. Well, ballet is considered like a paper wallet, right? I think it's a good way to introduce um, new people to the space because hardware wallets or mobile and mobile wallets are really, they're quite hard to use for, for new people and quite intimidating. Um, so I think there's definitely a space for paper wallets while it's like ballet to, to really flourish mm-hmm. and help uh, new people into the space. So I'm definitely a proponent of it.
3: That's awesome. Because we were also talking about before, you know, being able to give people crypto and ballet like gives the perfect opportunity with um, I think it's the crypto business cards. And I thought that was so cool because, you know, like, let's say you're at a crypto event or you're just trying to get somebody into crypto and you have a business card, but it also has some money on it. And it's also a safe way to store it, too. So you can even just keep loading crypto on it. So I thought that was really cool. I just want to get your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah. actually, I bought a bunch of, um, ballet's uh, crypto business cards for myself. So actually tomorrow when I'm going to this poker game, I'm going to be passing out my business card, which has, uh, 0.01 like one on it. So it's a, it's an extra dollar. So it's something that enough so that people won't throw away my business card. Um, and they would have to, uh, download the wallet and withdraw the Litecoin if they want it. So it's, it's actually a re- very cool idea. And once you download a wallet and scan the the business card, the information on the business card actually shows up on the, the ballet app. So no way. Are, yeah. Brilliant. It's actually, it's actually oh, my gosh. I, I love it.
3: Can I what, have one?
1: Yeah, unfortunately, it's physical, so I have to see you in person or, or ship it to you.
3: <laughs> All right. I, I, I want it. I'll find a way.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Once somebody sends... Litecoin. I, I I see it all the time on on social media. They're like, Oh my god, I just sent Litecoin. Wow, it was so easy. Why couldn't I have just done that all this time? It was an amazing experience. It was instantaneous. It just went there and went there. So it's it seems to be the the real like clincher is once people actually use Litecoin, they send it once and they're hooked.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, I got some new people up here. You guys, uh, this guy tried for a while. Countdown. What's up? What is with everybody? They can't talk. Go ahead, man. You're up. I say man, but I don't know. These could be anybody. I
5: mean, you guys hear me or?
0: Oh, there's Rouge. I hear you. I don't know why we're having such issues.
5: Go ahead. Uh, Is that right, Rouge? Rouge, go ahead. Thanks. (laughs) Um first I want to say um awesome being in a space with Charlie Lee because honestly believe it or not Litecoin was the first crypto I ever bought in my life. So that's pretty it awesome the first to last, right? <laughs> I mean it's 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 pretty much like, you know, like the gateway drug. <laughs> 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 so it got me started on everything else. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, uh, it's crazy. Like, you know, I was, I was young and I just made a little investment and I 3X'd in like pretty much two days when I think that was back in 2014 or 2018 when, when it went from th- when it went from like 90 bucks to like 300 something. But, um, but yeah, it was pretty awesome and it inspired, and I lost a lot of money doing other coins. I'm not going to lie, like doing a bunch of stuff and I lost a, like a whole crap load of money To the point where i was at the lowest points of my life and then that's when i realized you know what like you can't beat them you join them so (laughs) right (laughs) actually actually like learned like neck and teeth on how to code solidity and 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 use javascript and use you know node and everything and pretty much just launched my own crypto and didn't release it for about like a year and a half later because it was just sitting on etherscan and then, pretty much, was pretty. I'm not gonna say obviously is not nearly as successful as any of the top major coins, especially Litecoin. But definitely was pretty successful. Successful on my gauge to to what you know cryptos do, and we were trending a lot on Coin Market Cap and Coin Gecko a lot. Um, coming, you know, Coin Gecko was personally coming in our Telegram and, and asking for our credentials and stuff. So. I mean, you know, I just wanted to say that I'm not trying to shill or anything, but I just wanted to express my gratitude as well um, on Charlie Charlie Lee, you know, starting me off with the Litecoin. You know, it's, it's every every coin has its own personality with the creator behind it. So definitely the creator is a, a big portion of how the coin's success and path.
0: Yeah, we were talking about that last week. We had this uh, last week was like our biggest love fest we've ever had. It was it was a little bit weird because we usually talk about anything and everything and. We got in here and we were just talking about the community in general of Litecoin. And um, I think most people, I, I mean, like you're generally the spokesperson for Litecoin, Charlie, right? And uh, so you kind of have a demeanor about you that I think it does get adopted. The people who adopt Litecoin and are kind of into it are just very, just, you know, we're in no rush, right? Kind of even tempered and not too egocentric. And so I, I think that's made the community really strong and definitely patient right we're a patient community i got so many people trying to come up here right now so uh why add some people why litecoin go ahead you got a question and i'm going to add some people here
4: yeah i've um i just wanted to ask charlie about sort of our what we talk about here a lot in regards to litecoin and you know the value proposition um like i've heard charlie talk about it being the silver to bitcoin's goal like- but Oftentimes, we refer to Litecoin as sort of the perfect substitute for Bitcoin. So being really a Bitcoin, just with a different mining algorithm, so you don't compete in hash rate. And then eventually, you know, as Bitcoin keeps getting monetized at higher levels, hash rate goes up. Eventually, block rewards decline and fees have to rise to maintain that security level. So, you know, Litecoin can kind of fill in for that excess... uh, you know, demand for Bitcoin that can't be serviced by the main chain. So yeah, really, I guess what are your thoughts on that? Is that what you were intending by labeling Litecoin the silver to Bitcoin's gold? Or yeah, what, what do you think of the idea of substitution?
1: I think I think that's the right way to think about it. So over the past few years, like Litecoin transaction volume has gone up um slowly but surely over the past few years and Bitcoin has pretty much stayed the same, right? So that just shows that a lot of um, people are starting to use Litecoin um, in addition to, or maybe instead of Bitcoin because of the congestion or, or the high, higher fees on Bitcoin. And Litecoin, um, Litecoin just works, right? It's it's fast, um, it's secure, never been like 51% attack, never been hacked, never gone down. So it's, it's kind of a, it's a payment network that just works. So if you're just using it to pay for things, um, you can just use Litecoin. Um, and of course, if you have Bitcoin, you can use Bitcoin also, but Litecoin actually works slightly better than Bitcoin for that. Um, but yeah, so I see it working kind of hand in hand with Bitcoin to fulfill the global transactional needs of, of cryptocurrency, of decentralized money.
0: Gotcha. I got a question for you. Do you think okay I know and listen, I know you're, I know you love Bitcoin. But like everybody, I mean, everybody here loves Bitcoin. I think any Litecoin is a Bitcoiner, but Satoshi created Bitcoin and he, you know, he came up with some arbitrary numbers. He didn't have, he, he had no understanding of what the future would become. And he built the security model based on just probably, again, just kind of an arbitrary number, 21 million. The block times will be 10 minutes. This is how much space will be in a block. Um. And he obviously couldn't predict the future of hard drives and networking speeds and whatever the heck else. Do you think that um, was that something you thought about when you after you saw Bitcoin, you said, you know, you probably still get ample security at two and a half minute blocks and four times the space on a, you know, on a hard drive. You know, in a way, because Litecoin has four blocks every ten minutes instead of one, it's kind of a block size increase, right? Essentially, it's just more blocks instead of bigger blocks, so that um, the note, you know, the blockchain fills up more quickly with data. You get what I'm saying? Um, was there a little? Is do you think that like there's a dialing in of that security versus capacity trade off that you know when you're kind of going at it with a, I mean a a hatchet in a way in the beginning with Satoshi having no, you know, he, I mean, it's just, he was just making the model that he, it wasn't very, it's not reasonable to expect that he would have nailed it on his first try.
1: Uh, yeah. I I would say, I think he did an amazing job at nailing it on the first try for a lot of the things he did. Um, right. But you're right. A lot of these, um, a lot of these parameters he chose was a kind of a shot in the dark. Um, he chose 10 minutes. I thought it was a bit too consistent. You're conservative, but the idea it's not about security. It's more about um, kind of stability of the network. So if there's like a net split, if half the world is cut off from the other half for like a few minutes, um, it wouldn't cause a lot of havoc. Right. So um, ten minutes is 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 quite conservative. Um, that's something like over having experienced Bitcoin for for a, many months, I realized that um, doing like two and a half minute blocks. Would work out to be better. It's a it's a better trade off in my mind. Um, I also saw some coins that did like second seven second blocks, which was really chaotic when like miners are finding blocks at the same time and orphaning each other, causing a lot of unnecessary wasted work. So, like something between ten minutes and seven seconds, I in my mind felt <laughs> better, and I chose. I don't know why why I decided to do that, but I chose like like a factor of four, so in terms of um, block speed and block size, you're right, it's a four times block size increase because we're getting one megabyte, at least back then we're getting one megabyte blocks every two and a half minutes instead of 10 minutes. Um, and that just worked out well. And one thing I, I made, um, I was super careful of not changing was the block reward having schedule because I saw that having every four years Gives Bitcoin and Litecoin enough time for it to succeed. If it have too fast, then um, then the security will go down too fast before the the coin has a chance to succeed. And actually, that's why Dogecoin had to merge mine because they changed that parameter to made it like have every two months. And I mean, those was created for fun. It was just something that the creator decided to do, but that really killed any chance of those coins surviving because it had to kind of become a billion dollar coin within one year for it to succeed, to survive. Otherwise it would just get 51% attacked. So they had to turn towards um, merge mining to save themselves. So that was one thing I made sure I didn't change with Litecoin.
0: Yeah. And is having, again, just an arbitrary thing as opposed to like maybe a 10% reduction every year, is that again, just kind of a, is there
1: um, is there any science yeah.
0: behind that, or you know what I mean?
1: Uh, no, I think it's just, I mean, computer scientists and mathematicians like things that, that like patterns that are simple, right? So having every every four years, having every time, causes the um, the coin production to, um, you produce half the number of coins the first four years, and the will
0: be more predictable.
1: Yeah, it's more predictable. It's more it's simpler to understand. Um yeah. And and it works.
0: All right, cool. There's so many people in here, Charlie. I don't know what to do. So many people want to talk. <laughs> just uh,
3: just be zesty, so, sir. Yeah. You got it. Yeah. Well, I got people.
0: Do do, do so what you good. always do. You're good at this stuff. Well, we're here every week. Well, yeah, I don't normally have twenty people requested to talk. But no, I mean um you know, we're here every week and I got people that, you know, I got, you know, I got a soft spot in my heart for some of these people. They're here every week. I love them. But uh, the other thing that I do want to talk about, and maybe we can get into it with these other people is MWeb, And I'm going to refer yeah. to it now as MWeb from now on. Cause, cause now have you said it, but we talked to David Burkett about Mimble Wimble. I don't understand the extension blocks as much. But I just listened to that today. I had a long, or not today, this week. I had a long drive on Tuesday and my phone like automatically plays the, you know, sometimes it's just like, it'll start playing a podcast and you, you're, you don't know why you didn't hit play. It's just playing it. So um, it was playing that episode and I listened through it again. And each time I listen to that, I probably listened to it four or five times. I'm so pumped up about M-Web. Like I really think, not only the uh, fungibility, I think that's a better phrase for it as opposed to the privacy factor is the fungibility factor and the ability to just kind of keep your basic information private. The extension block kind of capacity growth. um, It just just seems like it's going to be so cool. Like we get, I don't know, Satoshi South is in here. You know, the hedge guys, once they're adopting... Or the fact they don't even have to adopt it, right? That I can share with them a stealth address and I can receive my paycheck into Mimblewimble and Hedge doesn't need to know it. My employer doesn't need to know it. And then, I mean, like, that's just a a wild change. I think it's such a dramatic change that once people use it and see it, it's going to be a clear differentiation between Litecoin and Bitcoin and I don't know if you're intending to you know I know you love Bitcoin but you got some part of you wants to you got to be feeling like you want this to you know make a big impact right
1: yeah for sure I mean it's a, it's a big change that's why we're being super careful about it um, but yeah adding like this to Litecoin will make Litecoin more fungible than Bitcoin like it's a it'll become a better better form of money um by by the definition of good sound money than bitcoin so yeah, it's, it's it's huge um what our focus is to make sure for one that the network upgrades um without without any issues right so we recently upgraded test net to um activate m web and we actually ran into some problems there were some unforeseen uh syncing issues that we didn't we weren't able to catch before testnet. So it's a good thing we have a testnet to test these things out. And we so we uh, David fixed these problems and we're gonna release a, release the next release candidate. And we're working with AMP pool, for example, to make sure that they they're upgrading their pool and being able to mine and web blogs without any problems. Um, but yeah it's it's gonna be it's it's very exciting. I'm super excited about it. Um, and just playing around with testnet sending uh, Litecoin to MWeb addresses and having it tagged in automatically is is pretty amazing. Oh yeah, so other another thing I want to talk about is that we want to make sure that um, it's easy for people to use, right? It's not, we don't want people to have to think about pegging and peg out and MWeb addresses and non-MWeb addresses. So tr- just trying our best to make everything simple so that if someone gives you an MWeb address and your client supports it, they can just send it to you your Mweb address without having to ask you, do you want pegging coins? Do you want to use this kind of coins or that kind of coins? Um, So yeah, so we're just trying to make everything simple and easy for people to use and see the power of uh, fungibility.
2: I've got a question that this has led up to um, regarding Mweb. First of all, thank you for having this talk, guys. It's cool seeing all these people that I've interacted with on Twitter all in the same space. Uh, but that leads me to my question, which is about MWeb. And wh- what do you see for um, the future with sec- uh, regarding securities and regulations uh, tied to the privacy or better said, for our sake, the fungibility of the coin? Um, my, the reason for my question is I've seen what happened with Monero in the past and how regulators have cracked down on it for you know, ransomware and, and just the issues with privacy in general. Um, I know it got kind of, the fungibility aspect is great for the sound money aspect, but what do you see in terms of the future for regulation?
1: Yeah, it's it's a good question, right? So it's a kind of like a fine line where we have to walk, where um, I personally believe that financial privacy is is really important. Right? People should have uh, privacy of their finances. They don't have to, reveal how much money they have, um, who they're doing business with, unless they want to. Right, I think that's really important. Um, but on the other hand, the current um, the ways governments are um, are tracking criminals is using money laundering, right? They're, they're tracking criminals via, via movement of money. And if a coin is super private like Monero or Zcash, it makes it impossible for the government to use to track criminals. So my personal opinion is the government first of all shouldn't be using money to track criminals. They should be busting criminals the normal way of of them catching them doing bad things, right? Um, and using money to track criminals is just a cop out, right? In some sense, um, I talked about this before, it's like if the government can use, can read all your emails they can track criminals, they can catch criminals much easier that way, right? So should we give the government access to all our emails, uh, all our communication? Um, And people fight for that, right? They don't want people to, they don't want to give away their um, uh, information privacy because it's their right. So I think it's the same for financial privacy, but that's something that people need to kind of get used to and fight for, and we're not there yet. But I like to see us move towards a world where people actually care more about their financial financial privacy and not just give it away for free.
2: Excellent, thank you very much, Charlie.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's one of those things that um, the the hard part about you know being a bad actor, going being against the law, or whatever whatever phrasing you want to use is it's at the end of the day it's kind of arbitrary, right? It's it's human decisions create laws. And for you to be subject to investigation into laws that are sub- subjective laws, that's kind of, you know, not not fair. So uh, uh, I'm going to say this wrong, but Amit?
6: Hey, thank right? you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. I'm there. So first of all, I would like to thank Charlie. That first time I'm talking to him, and I'm very uh, feeling great towards him that first time I caught the Twitter space along with you. So just now we were talking about the privacy of Mimble, Mimble Mweb and the, we discussed about the Monero also. So Charlie, this is a very straightforward question. Are you having any concern that uh, maybe down the line after six months or year uh, few of the major exchanges of the world may delist or Litecoin from it? This is my first question. And another question is uh, if Charlie, you will get a opportunity to go back by 2016 or 15 timeline and uh, which project would you like to improve it uh, with respect to the light fund with respect to the, any functionality or scalability uh, what are the things would you like to improve it if you time machine will permit you to go back five or six years back
1: so um the first question is what would happen if it changes like don't like this upgrade and delete by point so, I mean, that's something I'm very concerned about. Um, Talked to quite a few changes, and they've all been pretty fine with it. Um, so, mWeb is an optional upgrade, um, so it's not uh, it's not forced on everyone. And the other thing with mWeb is that it's not perfect privacy, right? So, um, the most important thing is that it hides the amount for people so that only the recipient knows how much point of being transacted, Um, but if if the government wants to um, uh, basically track transactions for money laundering purposes, they can still do that with mWeb, just like they can do with Mainchain. So in that sense, it doesn't block them from catching criminals using uh, money laundering uh, ways. right, so I'm not concerned on that front, Uh, it's more, I think it's more about it's actually more about marketing than than technology. So if if everyone goes out there and says Litecoin is is a perfectly private coin that criminals can use and nobody can can track criminals, even if that's not the case, like technically, the regulators might are are kind of dumb enough to just follow the marketing and um, they might force exchanges to delist Litecoin just because of that. So it's kind of stupid, but I think that's how the way things are working right now. So that's something we need to be careful about um, in terms of our marketing and kind of our community push for people to use m Yeah, I mean, so, it's almost,
0: it's surprising to me like, I mean, Zcash to me is far more in a gray area than this will be, right?
1: Yeah, Zcash is, is much more private. Um, it's, it's also still opt-in only. But if someone uses Zcash trans- shielded transactions, it's super private. So Zcash is, has actually done very good marketing in terms of convincing regulators that it's a it's a not a private coin. Whereas a coin like Monero has um, upset regulators just because of their attitude towards kind of like, we don't care, like this is p- perfectly private. We don't care what you guys want. Um, or even a coin like Dash where most people would think that dash is technical technically their privacy is really not nothing um, but because of their marketing a lot of exchanges actually do dash because of that because of the marketing that dash is a privacy coin where where in reality it's not really
0: yeah I was just reading some articles like from it was a few years ago and they had some feature and yeah they got they got kicked off some exchanges and the the main I guess whoever the their foundation is was like no 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 it's not it's not as private as you think it is like <laughs> chill out but uh okay um man baglomass my okay Charlie Baglomas loves Litecoin man he loves beam he loves Mimblewimble so I assume you have a great question Boglomas what's up
6: hey guys
5: how you guys doing
0: are you feeling a little better? Are you like more on the level this week?
5: Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs>
0: I'm always
4: fine. I'm always fine. Okay. <laughs> if I'm not there yet, I'm going there. All right.
0: Sounds good.
4: I, I don't want to ask anything because I'm, I'm watching all the channels, the MWeb channel on, on Telegram, everywhere. So I have all, all the answers. I just want to say to Charlie, enjoy it, man. Enjoy your baby. You're getting upgraded. You're getting super, super well. <laughs> seriously and thank you for everything
0: seriously. Yeah. yeah thank you all right indigo go ahead yeah charlie have you heard indigo yet this
6: dude's yeah like indigo
0: info machine i love it
6: <laughs> thank you, you know, he, thank, i mean you, you should You
0: should be you put your work in i appreciate it Thank you,
6: i appreciate that
1: Grant. um charlie yeah it's uh i go by indigo it's uh, nice to meet you um uh, one question is: uh, If you were Satoshi,
3: what would you have done different?
1: If I were Satoshi, I would have created Litecoin instead of Bitcoin.
0: Two and a half minute block times, right? That's <laughs> a really good answer. Damn! I mean, what
1: well, well, I, 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 I can give, right? <laughs> because I guess no, I did it. <laughs> it definitely
3: the makes, spice you know, in, in here, man. Well, on, wait, <laughs> you okay,
0: if you were Satoshi you would have st- stuck with the project, right? Uh, hard to
1: say, hard to say. I think he did the right thing to kind of remove himself from the project. I think, um, I mean, that, it actually made Bitcoin more decentralized, right? where I think for Bitcoin, that was the right move. It was, it was kind of, it was a brilliant move. It's, it's hard for someone to actually do that. Do you, sometimes, do you sometimes wish that you could be anonymous? <laughs> yeah, all the time. All the time. I always ask myself, why did I come out and claim I created Litecoin?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, don't say that. <laughs> well, so, yeah, I'm just figure. wondering. Like, I mean, because part of it, I mean, yeah, do you, because do we were talking about this last week, like it's a, you know, it's a lot, everything gets put on your shoulders, right? Everything gets put on, if it's Litecoin, it's Charlie so if somebody wants if anybody wants to talk about Litecoin they they want to talk to you you're the you're the the main figurehead in a way and in a way would you like I feel like it's that's too much to put on you right it's not really fair you got so much time you got a life to live and uh in a way do you kind of you kind of want to walk away but you don't like you you love it but you don't love all that it entails type of thing
1: Yeah, so I think there's there are definitely pluses and minuses, right? I mean, it's it's cool to be known as the creator of Litecoin. When I go to conferences, everyone wants to um, take pictures with me. I mean, that's kind of cool and everything, but you're, you're right. Um, I think eventually when Litecoin is um, more mature and more successful and more decentralized, um, I would need to step away to kind of like let it be on its own, right, to kind of prove that it can survive without me. So um, that will happen eventually. Um, but for now, having like a creator kind of um, guiding the path of Litecoin is more efficient. Um, you see with Bitcoin where there's no no one guiding it. So it's making like, it moves very slowly. Um, people fight a lot about what direction to take. And then there are competing coins claiming to be Satoshi's vision um and you can't say anything about that right whereas if Litecoin cash or another coin ca- claims to be like my vision i can just come out and say well you're wrong that's not my vision right <laughs> and just like kind of just um stop that in its tracks so um so there's good and bad but definitely something i do think about a lot
0: yeah i mean i <clears throat> i almost weren't you know it's like do you, do you also in a way because it because it does have your name on it essentially um find yourself sometimes i don't know being pr- being protective of it in the sense that you're like it, it's hard to let go like i would think it would be really hard to let go of um something that permanently had my name on it or to let some let other people take control of the narrative or take well, control of what i want it to be
1: the good thing is that like one doesn't have my
0: name on it it's not called Charlie's
1: Coin. Uh, but it does,
0: though.
1: Well, actually, a lot, of people that, a lot of people that use Litecoin, I would even guess majority of people that use Litecoin don't even know who I am, right? A lot of people use Litecoin in countries. They don't, they're not on Twitter. They're not on social media. Um, they just use it, right, because it's a good form of money, good store of value, and it's good for payments. Um, that's kind of my goal, right? People should use Litecoin because of Litecoin, not
0: because of me. True. I'm just saying, just as a, because because I think everybody, you know, I've always got a vibe from you. you you're able to keep your ego at bay, but there, everybody's got a little bit of that, right? Everybody's got a little bit of like, oh, it's mine. Like, I, I mean, shit. This this page has like 1,600 followers, and I'm, I wouldn't love if somebody else decided they were going to just represent what I, what I made here, right? I would feel like, well, I want to be there. I want to at least be aware of what's going on. I don't know. I, I, you know it's got to be hard. It's, you should be – I could understand if you were. But all right. Uh, Why Litecoin? go ahead. I'm going to bring some new people up. I think I've hit most people. Or Actually, after you, Latin Slovak. And then I'm going to drop some people down. No offense to you if you've spoken. Yeah, go ahead, Why Litecoin?
4: Okay. Yeah, I, I have a question that I haven't heard anyone really ask you before. Um, and that has to do with kind of your conviction in Litecoin over its 10-year history, you know, with the rise of, like, maximalism. And I know a lot of your friends or a lot of prominent people in this space are hardcore Bitcoin maximalists. Has that, you know, changed your thinking on Litecoin? Or how has how your sort of understanding of where Bitcoin and Litecoin are going changed over, you know, this 10-year history?
1: Uh, yeah, good question. So in in 2013, I actually kind of stepped away from Litecoin a bit to focus on Coinbase, right? So I joined Coinbase in 2013 and I wasn't doing much with Litecoin at all at the time I was focused on because Coinbase was a growing startup. It took a lot of my time. So I was focused on Coinbase, just trying to make Bitcoin easy. I realized then that um, unless Bitcoin succeeds, Litecoin's not really gonna go anywhere, right? So making Bitcoin easy for people to use was a, was a lot more important than my work on Litecoin. Um, but then in 2016, 2017, I thought that um, there was actually a opportunity for me t- in Litecoin to do some good, right? To actually activate SegWit, have SegWit show that it's, it, there's no problems with it, that all the FUD around it was just um, fake news. Right, so that's why i, I kind of stopped um i shifted my focus from Coinbase to back to litecoin and helped with um getting segwit adopted on litecoin and i thought that was the best thing for for bitcoin actually for bitcoin and crypto so that's why i did so before then i didn't i kind of didn't see where litecoin would fit in um it wasn't very clear um but then after when segwit happened it became more clear in my mind where Litecoin and myself could really fit in in this big picture of actually moving the crypto space forward.
6: I
4: gotcha. So, so, so when you see, because a lot of us are Litecoiners in here, and a lot of people start losing, you know, conviction in the chain, think, thinking it's dying when they see the, you know, LTC BTC ratio hit all time lows. Does that? I mean, to me, that just seems like an opportunity because we're seeing on-chain the demand increase sort of organically over time. You're, you're seeing modest, real monetization happen at the lower value ranges, but you know, a lot of people lose confidence. Um, does that ever factor into your thinking on Litecoin, or do you kind of stay away from price?
1: I, I stay away from it. I don't think too much about it. I think I mean, that's one of, also one of the reasons why I sold off my investment in Litecoin, just so that I can focus on um the technology and adoption as opposed to the price i think the price will lags it will it will lag um adoption and it's definitely painful for for investors right now when prices at all-time low compared to bitcoin um, but just like if when bitcoin drops 80 percent, 90 percent, you're not going to sell because nothing fundamentally has changed so the same same thing is true for, for litecoin If anything, over the past four years, adoption has increased quite a bit over that time Um, in terms of more support, more ATMs, more people using it on chain activities has gone up quite a bit and everything is is good, everything but the price. But um, I can only kind of focus on adoption and the technology and making Litecoin the best form of money and I hope price and everything else will follow.
0: Yeah, it's a matter of time, right? Latin Slovak, I'm going to make you wait a second because I think Said was here first. Is that right? I'm going to say your name right, Said?
7: Yeah, uh, I'm Saeed. Um, nice to meet you, Charlie. I was listening to the, your talk throughout. I have been following you for the like last uh, seven, eight years. I have been in the space for seven, eight years and following Litecoin for a very long time. And I'm very excited about the upgrade, um, I have like two questions um, question number one is how um, do you think um, the hash rate of Litecoin uh, will have sustainable growth over the next f- five years because we saw like a peak in 2019 I think because of the price I think uh, I'm not sure about it um, and then again a peak and then it falls down and again. Again, now it's going up again. So I'm I'm more about the secured network because Litecoin transactions are the fastest, as we know, in terms of the adoption of cryptocurrency um, among this community. So that's my question, number one, that will the hash rate, you do think, that do feel that the hash rate is constantly going to go up from here in a sustainable manner for the next five years? And um, I saw you guys going to El Salvador and all that. And will El Salvador like do see a hope of like Litecoin being like adopted all over? Because like all the ATM machines everywhere in the world kind of like accepts Litecoin. Um, so do you think anything like that would happen? Would you guys do a lobby or like the, what's the Litecoin Foundation's point of view on it? Thank you.
1: Yeah. So uh, hash rate hash rate kind of follows price. So I. The uh, the Litecoin hash rate has almost that it's almost back to the previous peak in 2017. I think, um, I'm pretty sure it will will exceed that uh, over the next year or two and it it will continue to go up. I'm I'm not concerned about security and hash rate for Litecoin, especially because of, of Dogecoin mining, also. So, miners are getting rewarded with both Doge and LTC, and that really helps with. Um, incentivizing miners to to mine script coins. Um, so, answer to your first question is no. I'm not I'm not really concerned. I, I expect the hash rate to exceed the all time high uh, pretty soon. I think I would expect this year. Um, second question about El Salvador. I think countries like El Salvador um, are perfect places to to adopt Bitcoin and Litecoin um, because they, unlike the U.S. Um, they don't have a, the US being having the reserve currency is, is kind of like having a cheat code. The, the government can just print money and pay for things, pay for war, pay for um, COVID um, checks, all that they can do just by printing money. And um, countries like our Salvador can't really do that. So they would, turn for, for them to turn towards like uh, cryptocurrency as a better form of sound money, I think is, is awesome. Um, so i like to see them do also look into um, Bit- uh, Litecoin also, right? For other countries to also look into Litecoin. And you're right, Litecoin is on, like most ATMs that Bitcoin is on, it's people use Litecoin. Um, people in the U.S. don't really use Litecoin, don't really need um, Bitcoin and Litecoin. But other countries, third world countries like El Salvador, Venezuela and other countries really actually need Litecoin. Um, cryptocurrency because it's just a better form of money than what they have um, so I expect that trend to continue and I'd love to see one day uh, a country adopt Litecoin as legal tender or even just it being used uh, extensively in, the, in that country
0: okay I got a lot I'm, uh, I got so many people I'm going to try to how, well how much time do you have Charlie? I, don't, I really don't want to take it way too much of your time. I got some other just random questions. I'm, I, 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 have have yeah. I mean, I, I think I could sit here, honestly, and just uh, these people could just ask all night. I just don't want to to keep going. So Latin Slovak, go ahead, man. This guy, <laughs> I think this guy's smart. He doesn't sound all that smart sometimes. No, I'm just kidding.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Megan, thanks for, for putting these on as usual. Uh, Satoshi Light up in the house, baby. What's up? <laughs> mad love, mad
1: love. Um. I always tell people the only reason why people don't want to talk to me is because they can't find Satoshi.
0: <laughs> they, they, they only want to talk to you because they can't find Satoshi, you said?
1: Yeah, if Satoshi yeah. was out there, nobody would want to talk to me. They all want to talk to Satoshi.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, so
8: this, you know. We're peppering you uh, a lot of questions. So, I mean, you know, this is for you or Jay or any other developer, but maybe that might be out here. But, um, you know, privacy, anybody that's been in these spaces and hear me talk, know that that's a, that's a big deal for me uh, personally. With the ad, with the uh, kind of revelations that we're seeing here of late with the confiscation and the censorship, censorship maxis that are coming out here, Um, I I see this as as being potentially a a pretty big risk um, for cryptocurrency, you know, the um, you know, with the white paper, Bitcoin, you know, peer to peer uh, electronic cash system. Right. Um, The elimination of barrier to entries, um, essentially like being able to no KYC yourself into a monetary system and transact uh, without uh, a, a third party to. Uh, you know, censor or, or, you know, just eliminate your abilities to transact. So, you know, I understand you spoke a little bit to the narrative of, you know, mimblewimble Wimble as being fungible, but uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of these, um, you know, people call for blacklisting addresses, whether it be for different political uh, ideologies or perspectives, things like that. And, and, th- and that, that's concerning personally. Um, so I'm wondering is something like a bit 47, right? Like a pay nim. Uh, is that, is that, I mean, I'm sure it's possible on Litecoin or is it even, even in the code? Um, do you see any value in that? I think like for like charities, for instance, um, you know, I think transparency is, is pretty important. That's a, that's a, a you know, pretty good tool that cryptocurrency, you can kind of see where the funds are going, but you know, when it's a little bit more sensitive, um, uh, contributions, you know, uh, with the, potential to to have your funds locked up is is concerning um so would pay nims bit 47 something like that be be a, a potential go-to and also as far as like regarding mimble wimble speaking with david um he was saying that it, it's pretty much like a, a a massive coin joint uh to some degree um would there could there ever be I mean, I guess it could be because it's decentralized, but I mean, would there potentially be like, a, you know, like a whirlpool, something like a whirlpool for Litecoin wallets uh, and or something like Ricochet to where, you know, you're able to create some distance? I mean, not for nefarious acts, but just privacy in general um, to have that opt-in ability. What's your perspectives on, on coin joining um, something like a Ricochet and or pay nims on Litecoin?
1: Yeah, sorry. Um, so I think yeah. So what memorandum does is just the fact that it uses confidential transaction means that the the amounts are blinded, makes it very good for something like coin join. Right. Right now, um, one way where people can demix coin join transactions is the fact that the inputs are not the same, so they can just track. If I'm sending one Bitcoin and you're sending five. Then the outputs are one in five, and you can kind of follow the path that way. But if the the amount is not known, then it makes it much better with using CoinJoin. So that's something I'm I'm excited about, where using CoinJoin and MimbleWimble is good for for financial privacy. Um, so I definitely support that. Um, what's your What's your second question?
8: Um, regarding like like bip forty not sure if you're aware or familiar with it, but essentially like Samurai, for instance, uh, they they have uh, uh, pay NIMS um, to where essentially like if somebody was raising funds for a particular cause um, that they can post a like a QR or like a, a, an address and essentially that address uh, kind of changes throughout time um, to where like with the for instance like the truckers I mean regardless on one's perspective on that um, obviously it was very easy to see you know where the origin of these funds were and what not to where that they could essentially blacklist those uh those addresses and essentially render it useless whereas something like a paynim um would obfuscate that that ability for i guess uh, uh those that have uh, opposing perspectives to to block it um so I guess, are, are you familiar with PayNIMS? Do you see that being a value
1: problem? familiar with PayNIMS, but like- I believe it works very similar to kind of stealth addresses, which we have with MWeb, um, where it makes it very hard. Like if you give someone a stealth address, they would have to generate a uh, receiving address. So it's not, you can't easily track um, all the coins going to the same address. So I think that achieves the same purpose. Go um, Google um, stealth addresses and and Web and you can probably see that's a similar kind of technology as payment I believe.
8: I appreciate that. Thanks. Thanks for that. I'll, I'll I'll Google it. And um and and just my like last question for you. I mean, do, are are you concerned with with just kind of what we're seeing here of late, where there's yes. this call to essentially, you know, for instance, like Ru- the Russian uh, situation, right, to where. Um, you have a call for people to block all Russian citizens' uh, Bitcoin addresses or, or Litecoin addresses. Essentially, like you know, this this for me essentially goes against the whole ethos of cryptocurrency as being, um, you know, a a parallel uh, you know system essentially. But do are you are you concerned at all with what you're seeing here lately with some of the calls for for censorship?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm very concerned. I think, but I think that's a perfect kind of reason for for Bitcoin Litecoin crypto to exist right where right now like the governments are stopping um swift transactions with with Russian banks all that's hurting are like Russian citizens right they just can't if you're if you're Russian if you have um, relatives or friends in Russia you want to send money to you can't anymore unless you use crypto I think it's a perfect um, reason for um, for crypto to exist because I think financial kind of freedom of of money is is extremely important, right? There's no reason why someone a third party should be able to block you from giving your money to someone else. I think that's that's just wrong,
0: um, and I like to see crypto fix this. Hey, Thanks. Charlie. So like there's a, I mean, obviously crypto has a very cypherpunk, you know, origins and um, I would say libertarian slash anarchist views were rooted with a lot of the creators or the cypherpunks. And you've, I mean, I've always felt like you've been pretty, you don't really get into that stuff too much, but obviously there's, there's a threat of this anti-government thing or anti-control, or like you say, a pro-freedom, however you want to phrase it. Like, what is, what is the thing that, if you had to pinpoint something that governments do or that authoritarians do, that just kind of makes your blood boil a bit?
1: <laughs> well, the main thing is, is what I talked about, about freedom of money. right? So I think uh, censorship resistant is one of the main reasons for crypto to exist. Um, and that's why we need decentralization, because that's what gives us censorship resistance. Like it's, it's like it's like a moral
0: rooting is like, I, cause I kind of, I've always viewed it as like freedom of speech, right? You're basically communicating yeah. value from person A to person B. It's freedom. It's freedom of money, right? It's,
1: um, it's your money. You should be able to do whatever you want with it. No one else should be able to say no. All right. So that's, I think that's, I really believe in that. And that's why I'm like, I you get a, angry? Do
0: you get angry? Does anything like make you mad? <laughs> nothing really makes me mad the whole thing of like you know hey i should be allowed to do what i want to do like there's a little bit of like back off right like this is none of your business that's kind of you know, that's crypto is a none of your business type of money right it's just leave me alone and so there's got to be a little bit of anger at that like if somebody's trying to get in your business that has no business being in your business
5: yeah, I mean, well,
0: off, right? I, I, I talked about this before,
1: um, actually many times, where um, one of the things that happened to me before crypto was I, I played um, online poker. Not a lot, but just, just have fun and play with money. Charlie, and then, sounds um, like a first world problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of these are first world problems, um, <laughs> especially if you live in a first world. Um, when um, I think they call like Poker Black Friday happened, um, or is it black money, I, I forget, where the government just kind of, sh- they shut down online poker. And the way they did it is they shut down all payment processes. And right? they shut down, they made made it so Visa, MasterCard, won't let you transfer money to these poker sites. Um, so you can't do it with Swift, you can't do it with anything. And and by doing that, they effectively shut down poker, or right? they shut down online poker. And I was thinking to myself, like, why, like, how is that like fair? How, why is that happening? why should the government not allow me to play poker a game of kind of skill online with my own money and just because they don't like it just because I think like Las Vegas casinos lobbied against it and got the government to shut this down but I think that's just that's just wrong on many levels and this was be- before Bitcoin before I, I found out about Bitcoin but when I found out about Bitcoin I realized that this is like a better form of money right it's something that governments can't do anything about. They can't prevent you from sending money to to friends or families or to poker sites just because they don't like it.
0: Right. Exactly. So it's more just like a...
1: Yeah, again,
0: people should be allowed to do what they want to do, right?
1: Yeah, it's not hurting anyone. It's, it's, it's just playing a poker game online.
0: <laughs> I know poker's always bothered me because when people call it gambling, uh, I always feel like Well, there's a reason why the same guys end up in the finals of every tournament. It's not, they're not just the luckiest people in the world. It's a game, right? It's a game of skill. (laughs) And so it's so weird that it gets lumped in with blackjack or slots when it has nothing to do with, like, those are truly just random games. Right. Yeah. Um, all right. I got some other people coming up, I I got some other, uh, just kind of random questions. Um, I uh, had to go him, but I can answer like another one or two
1: questions. I'm right. sure. There, can I, I want can to I give a stage for other people to speak also. What's that? I, I was saying I wanted I wanted to give a stage up for other people to speak also. I don't want to be the only one speaking here.
0: Well, I mean, come on. If you if you want that, you gotta show up every week and then we'll It'll be less important, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Charlie,
8: Charlie. Charlie. <laughs>
0: Normally, I'm the one doing all the talking. I feel like I, I probably talk more than I should. All right, Miss Team, what'd you have?
3: Oh, wait, can I be the last question?
0: No, I got two more that I gotta okay. ask. And then I actually I got three more. Oh, but they're gonna be
3: okay because mine's not like not difficult. as serious. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So, Charlie, I know you're in Vegas, and you're getting zesty, you're going to play poker. But, you know, you you're, you build up an appetite thinking about all of these things. And, you know, I know that there happens to be in and out Burger in Vegas. Are you going to go and grab some of that?
1: Maybe I might. I mean, but there's In-N-Out Burger in California also, so it's not like something that's that special. <laughs> but Maybe.
3: i I think it'll help i think it'll bring the zest to your poker game and good luck by the way and you you know like i was gonna say before too but i know like everyone was so busy speaking i think mweb is truly historic and people um are gonna utilize it more than we think because like we were saying before there's not a lot of flexibility and um you know how we can spend our money and we you know first world problems we were talking about before, um, you know, we have more options as to how we can spend our money, but a lot of people can't transact as freely. And, you know, it helps with charity. And like a lot of the charities I've been seeing where third parties have taken away these funds, MWeb will fix this. So I'm just really excited to see what the future holds in the next year for MWeb adoption, especially when it's fully launched and wallets are integrating it and everything like that.
0: Yeah, 100 percent agree. Yeah,
1: I w- one thing I want to say is um, I think people are very excited about mWeb, um, but I think people should should be should have more patience. have more patience. So it's going to take some time for pools to to upgrade their software to make sure everything's okay before they active uh, before they start signaling for mWeb. I don't expect this to be fast, and I don't want it to be fast because um, we want to be careful, make sure we catch all the bugs before it actually goes live. Like Litecoin um, is great because it's been 10 years with any downtime. So I don't want to do something that changes that. Um, and we could easily cause problems if we if we activate it too soon before we iron out all the problems with it. Um, so have patience. Um, don't expect it to, to pump the price. Uh, this is uh, We're doing this for fungibility, for making Litecoin better money, and the price will follow. But if people are just excited because it might help pump the price then that's the wrong reason great <laughs> yeah yeah I love mean, that. I,
3: yeah.
0: if you've got some anonymous account you've you know listened in here charlie you would know i try to do everything i can to not pump any price um okay i got um there are four questions a couple of them are really quick though what was the conversation like when uh, jay asked you to come in here <laughs> uh jay did not ask me to come in here this time oh all right all right i guilt so, him every week okay oh yeah
1: easy question i mean he, he he has asked me a few times where like um urged me to to join and talk to your community but i've been i've been quite busy the, the the last few times this happened but this time i happen to be free and i saw you guys were talking so i decided to join
0: yeah and i know it, it you know the hard part is that no matter what you do it's always going to be charlie focus so yeah create some sort of second account if I, sure you he
2: probably wouldn't have come this time
0: that's right well
1: people okay. people think master is my second account but somehow he's also in here so which is weird I,
0: well you I, look my second account uh-huh. is uh, m- uh, mega litecoin it's in here too so uh <laughs> i've asked master that okay so what kind of music do you like what kind of music um
1: my favorite band is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right, nice. so yeah,
0: you're yeah you're old school.
3: Feeling the spice.
0: Jesus, <laughs> you and the spice and zestiness. All right, uh, I got two more. What was your lowest point with Litecoin? Did you ever have a point where you're like, this might not make it, or that you really doubted maybe crypto in general or Bitcoin or is this all a pipe dream and um we're gonna get wrecked um i don't think i i have a lowest
1: point i don't think i've ever doubted bitcoin or litecoin um ever since i found out about it um like i I do remember when um when the mount gox hack happened i was talking to andreas uh Annapolis, and he actually was seriously doubtful that bitcoin would survive it he had really had his doubts and i i was like like i was i was unfazed i didn't think even like the biggest exchange going down would would really kill bitcoin so even like that didn't kill bitcoin like china banning it didn't, didn't kill bitcoin um just i really haven't really seen anything that scared me hopefully uh we won't like i think i think bitcoin crypto has got, gotten to a point where it's just inevitable now and not like nothing can really stop it anymore.
0: That's interesting. I mean, I, I mean, I think, I, I think it will, there's no doubt in my mind it will survive, right? It may be challenged harshly by different governments because I think it's a huge threat to governments, you know, stronghold on the money supply. So they, you know, with unlimited funds and unlimited force, they can do a lot. To try to stop it, but I do I do agree that it's reached a point uh, of maturity and kind of widespread respectability might be the best way to put it. People acknowledge that it that it's here to stay. That yeah. uh, very likely, very very resistant, very hardy at this point.
1: that yeah, and this is where Bitcoin maximalists are wrong. Um, the altcoins is the reason why Bitcoin um is cannot be stopped it's because um if, if bitcoin was the only thing in the world and the governments wanted to stop it they could All Right, they could uh build a six fifty one percent attack it and kill it and just whatever bitcoin does they can just um kind of adjust accordingly and kill that so but because there are so many alt- altcoins out there it's like um it's, it's like killing a mafia boss right once you kill it the second command would step up and become the new mafia boss. So it doesn't um, do them any good to kill the mafia boss because it doesn't really help, um, or the drug lord. It doesn't help on the war on drugs. So likewise, if they really spend trillions of dollars building Bitcoin, sha t fifty six a six to kill Bitcoin, Litecoin or another coin will step up and fulfill the the kind of the worldwide need for good sound money. So because of that. Um, this cryptocurrency uh, thing it is unstoppable
0: all right these are my last questions then you can go you ready all right i tried to ask this of eric bosco last week he didn't give me a very good answer but so what's your long-term hope will be the net effect of satoshi's white paper what would you love to see the world look like in 25 years because of what satoshi
3: created
1: I mean, I think the ultimate goal is to become the world reserve currency, right, for, for crypto or Bitcoin to um, where everybody would be using it. Um, people won't be able to print money out in there like governments do right now, and people won't be able to censor transactions. So it would just be a better form of money for,
0: for, for the world to use. All right. You're playing tonight? You're playing poker like in an hour? No, I'm not playing tonight. I'm playing tomorrow at oh. 2 p.m. Pacific time. So, um,
1: yeah, I'm flying in in the morning and, and we'll be playing at tournament.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I, I won't bother you with any more questions. If you want to hang out and just listen, to sure. everything. If you want to leave, that's fine. And if yeah. somebody says something that is horribly inaccurate, step up and correct us.
8: Yeah. Okay. I, I just want to say before, before Satoshi Light departs, uh, Screw all the haters, okay. <laughs> we we got we got mad love for you, okay. And um, you know, I wish I wish the absolute best for you and your family, man. Much love.
1: Thank you, thank you. Um, okay. Have fun, guys. Um, I'll I'll just step back and listen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Charlie. I really appreciate it. It was nice having you in, man.